Recorded on location at the Burger Museum in Miami, Florida, it is time for the show guaranteed to make you hungry. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Burger Beast Podcast. Welcome back to the Burger Beast Podcast. Wow, what a great voice I have. Oh God, you're <laughs> incredible. Great. That's, that's, that's incredible. Um, just want to give a quick update. Uh, you know, wasn't able to post a podcast a few weeks back. I had an accident, if you didn't hear. Uh, luckily, my car is trashed, but I'm not. I'm okay. So, with that being said, I have a special guest. Very special. One of my favorite people to torment in Miami. <laughs> David. What's your last name? Oh, no. David Arbetter <laughs> from Arbetter's Hot Dogs. I know you know this place. Come on. It, it, it would be impossible for you to be from Miami. Not, no, Arbetter's much less. Uh, if you haven't gone to Arbetter's, I, I just can't believe it. And, and I have met people who've never been to Arbetter's. So welcome to the show it's great to be on here and uh i'm ready for my hour of abuse <laughs> no i love you man you know i love you <laughs> i love you like a brother but i you know i know that i'm gonna get uh, by my abuse so go ahead man hit me no, just kidding. It, it, it might be a little abuse in between <laughs> in between some history no I'm just so kidding. I, just to kind of educate people a little bit about our our betters um your parents founded our betters in uh in 1959 that's right uh so I, I think we've talked about this before. Was it called the Hot Dog King? At, uh, because I think, I think when I looked it up, that's how it came up in the in the, in the white pages back then. As it said, the Hot Dog King. It didn't say, and then it said Bob Arbetter. We've always had this in our family. It's like we're humble, but we also have this ego. <laughs> so we've got this. Uh, you know, to call ourselves the Hot Dog King, we had. You know, it was one little place in 1959, and my mom used to. It was so small that my mom used to get on the, she'd make chili at our house in Westwood Lake. This is God's honest truth. She'd make chili, she'd get on a bus with my brother in tow in 1959. The buses didn't run that often. And, uh, and she would drive on that bus and bring the chili to my father, who was in. Your mother would get and drive the bus, that's incredible. She wouldn't drive the bus. <laughs> she, wouldn't, she wouldn't drive the bus. All right, she's, I told you the abuse. <laughs> See? Let it begin. Let it rain. But she would get on the bus with my brother. You know, you can't, that, it's unimaginable today to, to think of that. You know, to get out of, first of all, you'd probably get mugged. You know, they would steal well, the chili. I, I, I'd, I'd mug someone with our better chili. Yeah, well, thank you. <laughs> but she'd get on, she'd bring it over there, and, you know, and, and, but, you know, my point being that we weren't the hot dog kings, but we called ourselves the hot dog kings. He did. He put that, the, when he first opened, he put hot dog king on there. And we weren't. We weren't the hot dog kings. So, but, you know, you have to, sometimes you, like they all say, you got to fake it. So you make it, and I think that's what my dad did in the beginning. He wanted to open a hot dog stand more than anything in the world. That's all he wanted to do in life. He didn't, even when he was successful, he just wanted to make hot dogs. People were like, franchise, fran you know, he would, and he did franchise, but he didn't care about that. He cared about going in every day and making hot dogs. So he, I think he, I think he was the hot dog king. I really do. So, um, so I'm, I've gone back and investigated a bunch of stuff. Probably oh, stuff you haven't thought okay, of. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Related to your family. Okay. A, I'm not attacking you yet. Hey, wait, wait, um, but let me, I always say when when anyone asks me about my family, the first thing I say is, do I, you know, do I owe you any money? You know, so, do I, I don't owe you any money? Do I? Okay. Yes. So your grandfather was Dr. Joseph Arbeck. That's right. That is correct. That's right. right yeah. And he would take your dad after school to see the Boston Red Sox. 
at Fenway. That's right. That's right. And then where would they go? They would go to eat. This is back in, you know, really in the 30s, like 37, 38. Uh, they lived in Saugus, Mass, about 15 miles north of Boston. They would t- they would go down, watch the game at Fenway, and they would go to this place called Joe and Nemo's, like Joe and Nemo's. It's the guys, the two brothers, I think they were, <clears throat> their names. So, and, and, and they would go, and th- this place opened in like 1907. I think it opened before Nathan's. That's how old it was. It was unbelievable. And what they would serve there, they didn't have chili, they didn't, they didn't even have fries. They had hot dogs. And they would serve, they had steam bun, and it was, these places were mobbed. They would serve like mustard, onion, and relish. They call it an all around. That's what we, we call an all around today. They would put the, uh, I think they would put something like the onion and relish under the dog. It was the relish. They would put the, the relish under the dog and they put the mustard. I mean, I don't, I mean, that's what yeah, I mean, I, I, Okay, it was that, something that, like that. And they would put the mustard on top and the onions yeah. on top. And uh, my dad, that's when my dad fell in love. You know, my, my father, my grandfather was a doctor. He was like the smartest man I ever met. And he was thinking all this time, I'll take Bobby. They used to call my dad Bobby, you know. I'll take Bobby to the game, and he'll want to be a doctor, and he'll see me be. That's no. That's not what happened. <laughs> my dad didn't want anything to do with that. He hated that. You know, he was, you know, my. I want to say my grandfather was an aristocrat. He wasn't. He fought in World War II. He went into World War II when he was 37 years old as a full-fledged doctor. He fought, actually fought, you know, in like Iwo Jima, and it was amazing. I'm proud of that. And my dad was in the Korean War, but my dad just wanted to be a regular guy. He didn't want to be a doctor. He didn't want to be a... So this frustrated my grandfather to no end. He was... They really didn't get along for a while, you know, when my dad, after high school, because, you know, he was expected to be a doctor or a lawyer or something, and he went into a hot dog business. It was like shameful, you know? But that's what my dad wanted to do, and... You know, he was, you know, he did it. So a little background. Your dad went to UN, right? Yeah, yeah. Graduated played in 1955. That's and I was right. About to say, yeah. He played second base. He did. Right? Yeah. Oh, you like yeah. that? You saw that? Yeah. No, I didn't see. I didn't see that. I didn't. That's amazing. <laughs> no one's ever found that. But just everybody out there uh, in Radio Land, Seth finds everything. <laughs> I'm, I'm amazed. I, I'm probably, I'm nervous coming into this because <laughs> I, I think there's going to be something he finds out that I don't know. I don't even know how you found that because no one has ever mentioned that ever. Since I, since I can remember living, I've mentioned it to people, but no one's ever told me your dad played second base. <laughs> but so, you did, yeah. And so I wanted to mention some of the, the members of your family. Flaminia, is that how you pronounce your mom's yeah, name? Yeah, it's my mom's name, Flaminia. Yeah. yeah. Robert, which is Bob. Yeah. Ronnie, your brother. Remember my brother I, met, I met your brother yeah. years ago. Yeah. Your late brother. Great guy. Uh, uh, Jill. Jill, my sister, she, she Jill, helps me who, run the who place. Jill, take the approved stickers off the window. Yeah, so yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did she really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Your, your nephew, which I was going to mention, mm-hmm. um, Drew, he actually, I gave him approved stickers and he put a very piece of approved stickers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put, and then, like, the next time I came back, I was like, motherfucker. <laughs> 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 motherfucker. <laughs> That's so funny, yeah. I, well, I'm sorry, man. You know, we love, <laughs> we're all about the burger beast. We love you. We love you. So, But uh, Drew loves you, too. So I just say, so you know, uh, I'm you sure Casey, I'm just trying to mention you uh, Casey. Casey. You got uh, your sons, yeah. right? Austin and Dave. Uh-huh. Yeah. And your wife, Patty. My wife, Patty, yeah. She's awesome. So, yeah. And Charles, my, my brother-in-law, and Celeste, my son's girlfriend. There, I consider all them. You know, Celeste had been with us for a long time too, and we love her. So, yeah, it's a whole group of us, and you know, we're all in it together. By and the way, did you? So you named your second son uh, Dave. My first son, Dave. Right, and then you couldn't get enough, and Austin is Austin David. God, you know everything. Right? <laughs> How did you find that out? 
I'm leaving, man. I'm leaving. I'm Can out here. Can you believe that I actually tracked down when he was born online? <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. yeah. And he was born in Cocoa Beach and, and uh, yeah. when you lived in Cocoa Beach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went, a good story with that. We went, you know, he was born. We, we had him, in, we had Austin in a, and back then, the, in the uh, early 90s, they had these birthing centers. So we didn't have them at a hospital. And I would say literally one hour after my wife had the baby, we were in our favorite Chinese restaurant with our little one-hour-old, probably two hours, old baby sitting on top of the table. And someone asked, you know, they walked up, oh, what an adorable baby. What is he, like a few months old? We're like, he's literally, you know, like 120 minutes old. <laughs> and they, someone gave us a $100 bill. And they were like... So we always uh, we try to do that. We'll we'll give a hundred dollar bill to uh, people we know that have a baby. That's I'm pregnant. <laughs> 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 no man. <laughs> so, so you, you said the, the chili story. So your mom's chili. Would you say it has evolved in any way? Are you doing it the exact same way? People way? people coming in. I, I get this all the time in there. People are like, I love the chili, but you change something. And I sit. I stop. I stop them. I go, listen. Let me explain something to you. No one could work harder. Maybe maybe. Coke with their secret recipe or KFC with their secret, but no one could work. Coke Coke changed it. They did change it. You're right. But no no one could work harder than us in keeping the recipe exactly the same. I mean, we, you know, we, you know, my sister's been mixing this uh, chili. I can do it too, but she does it. She'll get the mix ready for us. No one knows the mix except me and her. And we, we, even our kids don't know it. And we'll we'll pop it in, you know, and we do we make it the exact same way. We have the same guys making it, you know. John Angelica, been with us for forty five years. Ernie, awesome. you know Ernie, Ernie Hernandez, he's been with us for eighteen years. Has he really? Yeah, wow. yeah. Ernie's been with us since you know he's been about eighteen years old. I think he's like thirty six now. And John, you know John, but they're great. I mean, these guys are great guys. I say John is the best hot dog guy because he's uh, the nicest guy you ever met, but he, he gets grumpy sometimes, you know, so you he don't want... A, he does have a grumpy face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't want your hot dog guy being overly nice to you. <laughs> like sometimes, you know... He you looks be, like he would be on Sesame Street yeah, like, yeah, yeah, when yeah. the grouch comes up. Yeah, yeah. That's John, you know. We love him and he's awesome. He's, he's an incredible worker. But, you know, I always say you don't want your hot dog guy being like, you know, hi, you come in, yes, you're so happy for you. You want your hot dog guy a little curmudgeon, little little <laughs> grumpy. And uh, it, what John's great, though. You talk sports with him, he'll talk all day. But, you know, he was on CNN before the hurricane came out, the last, you know, last hurricane, uh, Irma. And they interviewed him, and, and the guy couldn't believe it. He's like, look, a Category 5, this one we thought it was going to be a direct hit. Category 5's coming in. What are you, you going to do? You gonna, he's like, no, man, I'm just staying. He goes, I've always stayed through these things. You know, he was so matter-of-fact about it. And they interviewed one of our customers, and our customers was matter-of-fact. He was like, no, we're just staying here. That's an arbiter's customer. That's an arbiter. And John's a prototypical arbiter employee. He's just, you know, he didn't, nothing Nothing gets him excited, man. Nothing's going to freak him out. <laughs> Not even when you guys are giving away. Uh, well, we'll get it. We'll get it. Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, okay let's dive so, in. So the chili recipe, obviously a big secret. Yeah. Um, I do know one of the ingredients. <laughs> we discuss that every time I'm there. Okay. Well, tomato products in it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you're as begins as with an I H. Am, you will figure things out. Okay. Would you say it begins with an H? Is that it? Is that it? <laughs> Maybe. Okay. You're the one who wants to give it away. Okay. No, no, no. I just say I just said it begins with an H, a small H. No. The other thing that I love, and I didn't have discovered until maybe two years ago, was the hot relish. Yeah, yeah. Our hot relish is, uh, you know, again, that's my mom's recipe. She's from Italy. She's born in Italy. You know, I, I went over there, and everybody could cook. You know, the the six year old was cooking. I mean, you know, it's everyone over there. It's this little tiny town 
in east of Rome, almost on the Adriatic, called uh, Arquata del Tronto. This little tiny town that, you know, for a thousand years, my mom's family. How can you say things like that ah. and then you can't even talk Spanish? Ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, I got, I got, a, I, I got a little interlude. Say croqueta, go ahead. Croqueta. There you go. Okay. See, I just said it like that. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm ruining your way of saying it. This guy, Seth, speaks perfect Spanish, and and uh, his wife, Marcella, they're, they're the incredible Spanish speakers. And I will, like the other, we, we were driving in the car, and, uh, oh, I shouldn't have mentioned Marcella. Sorry. But, uh, so don't, well, you're in trouble. I'm in trouble. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, uh, Marcella but, does not but, want us to mention uh, No, no. Okay. But I just didn't mention her. I'm sorry, Marcella. <laughs> Uh, I love Marcel, but I'm afraid of her. <laughs> but anyway, so they go, um, <clears throat> so we're, we're in the car, and I'm like, okay, let's go to La Creta. <laughs> and and Marcella goes, that's like the most gringo way I've ever heard anyone say it. And she, it's, it's, what is it? It's, it's, it's La, La, Carreta. La Carreta. La Carreta. There you go. That's a little better. Okay, okay. Well, yeah. So what would you say if I told you yeah. that I had your relish recipe? Would you believe me? No, if there were anybody else, I'd say no, but you? So tell me, is that accurate? I'm not going to say okay, it. Okay, 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 I'm not okay. going to say it. It's pretty close, man. It's pretty, where, where'd you get that? Dude, <laughs> you scare talk. me. How do you get all this shit, man? Oh, that's awesome, huh? Dude, how do and you that get... Means, that, by the way, that means it's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I can't throw me off the center. Dude, how oh, do you get all this? Like that. How is that posted somewhere? But I would say that it's close. It's very close. It's very close. It's not right. exact. We're gonna do a blind taste test. <laughs> oh shit! Oh shit! And you also have, which I guess someone makes me the our better hot sauce, which a lot of people don't know. When you go there, you always have that. I always remember as a kid, you always had the hot sauce. Yeah. selection and then yeah. you have like an Arbiter's hot we have sauce. an Arbiter's hot sauce now that we've had that recipe uh, for a long time and we just you know finally bottled it it's a really good hot sauce but we do like to have strange hot sauces out there well well basically people bring stuff in you know I don't even know if we should even do this but <laughs> people bring stuff in and they're like this is like you know my grandma's recipe and it's, you burn the shit out of yourself and we put it up there you know, we had a guy once though one of our employees it exploded on him and it burned him. You know, that's one. This was years ago. You know, so sue me now, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so the hot sauce. Are there two? Am I crazy? Or did you not tell me that there's two different heats? Or did one? Because one time I went there, and that hot sauce wasn't that bad. And one another time I went there, and I was like, you, I was regretting you, having put it. Uh, you talking about up. the bottle hot sauce? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the bottle is. Um, we have we have two different heats on the bottle. One of them is extremely hot and the other one's like you know yeah. uh, the first time i think yeah that's what yeah I did. and then the next time i just like yeah the other one's went, it and yeah then I found out what a bad idea that was <laughs> yeah yeah so you never know i mean we don't even really know it's supposed to say something on the side of it i don't even know what it's supposed to say but i think you know i never even look i can't see without my glasses anyways i just put it on but yeah it, one of them's really hot though i'm i this is a, another question i always wondered who came up which i think is probably the coolest um the hamburgers are good but hot dogs are better that's that's Bob Arbetter right there. That's classic Bob Arbetter. Yeah, <clears throat> I wrote down hundreds of different things that he said. You know, one of them that was the main one. He used to say hamburgers are good, hot dogs are better. One he, I used to love that he said back then. For some reason, my parents were like, you know, they never did anything. They didn't hardly drink. They didn't do anything. But they always tried to be cool because it was the hippie generation. Sorry. And the uh, and what they would do, my dad would always yell out. Uh, 
you know, we're going to put marijuana in your cornflakes. <laughs> I don't even know what that means. Yeah, it's just stupid. But it was funny. You wish that had happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, I wish it happened. Yeah. But, yeah, and so, he had a lot. So let's go over all the locations. I think some people think there's always been that one are better. Right. On, on Bird, which used to be next to a Royal Castle, which right. is now a bank, a lot of people think. Right, always we're next to Royal Castles, it seems, or in them. Yeah, and, and so the original location was at 1880 West Flagler, and that opened in 1959. Right, uh, right, that's which right. Which, the building is still standing there, I, I'm assuming that structure is just not there, because it's like a little mini strip mall when I, when I look at yeah, it. Yeah, you know, it's a tough one, because... I, I think they I think they ripped it down and built something in the like maybe in the late sixties or something. It looks like an old building there, right? Yeah, it but, looks old, but I, it doesn't look like I, it's I not the original that's thing. What it was because it was open air. I think the original. It was open air. Yeah, you'd walk up to it. Uh, classic old Miami. You know, you, there was just a big flap, like a big. Uh, like an awning. Awning, yeah, a big giant awning on it. And then he would close that at night. I mean, there wasn't too much crime back then, and I think he would close. You know, right around six. And he would, you know, drive home in his little Anglia. They had this little, we called it the company car. It was like a 1962 I've English. Never even, I've never heard of you it. Look, look up Anglia. It's the funniest looking car that was made. In, they called it the English Ford. Maybe you got to get one and park it outside. I, I, I should get one. <laughs> I should. I, I really have to because uh, it was our company car. We always sort of make, we always made fun of ourselves a little. You know, like now if I have a, you're on the board of directors. I, I, I spell it B-O-R-E-D. So we're actually bored. But yeah. So from there in 63, right. you moved to 9000 Bird Road, which a lot of people don't know this. Um, and at that location, they, there were car hops. Right. You're right. You're right. There that, were car hops. And then eventually, sir, so someone was familiar with the area. That location later on, I think it was around 1970, became a Dairy Queen. So the building is still the old school Dairy Queen building. If you were to drive by, which is down the street from our betters now, you can see the old giant teepee style building. Where it was there, but it was there. So our brothers was actually there right before, which you were right down. You know your your buddies Frankie's uh, Pizza was right right there. We were right down from Frankie's, uh, right across the street, and down five blocks, six blocks from our betters. If you look right now behind the building, I'm sure it's still there. You can see our betters faded, but still there on the back wall. The parking lot. Yeah, it's fenced. I, I, it's I, fenced I, now. I try driving by, I can't, so I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to break. No, I'm <laughs> Before they did it, though, before they fenced it, it was there. And, you know, that place still looks like a Dairy Queen. It's like a tire shop, right? Or rims they sell. Yeah. Something like, like that. But, yeah, it looks like a Dairy Queen still. Then then you probably moved to the location I think most current people know you from. Because, I mean, at this point, if you were around back then, you're, you're going to be a little older. would be in 64, 58, 51 Southwest 8th Street. Which is pretty much across from where Mago de las Fritas was. You're missing one place. I got you here. We actually opened, you're right, on, um, I think the first place we opened was the 19th, 18th or 19th in Flagler. And then we moved to Bird Road, you're right. But then we moved back to Flagler for a few months. Right. Okay, yeah, okay, you got the second yeah, one. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And no, then, no, I, okay. I was just talking about. Okay, okay. yeah, you're right, though. It was substantial places. And then, yes, we moved to. I didn't know we were doing the live story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just I just want to be Wait accurate. Wait a second, I'm running the show here. <clears throat> no, I'm sorry, but listen, you well, you know how people are, though. Someone's <laughs> going to call us on that, though. Yeah. You know, people are, you know, and that's the, rightly so. I'll give everyone your phone number. Uh, and they, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's so important, you know, we have to get this. But And that location is where your dad used to sell hamburgers. That's right. That's right. So I guess they were good enough to so. Yeah, they were. They were good. <laughs> you know, my dad made the hamburgers. He was famous for 
We had a little grill there. And from the back room, my dad was a jokester. You know, he really was. He was a, he was a prankster. He was a, a jokester. I mean, even when I was growing up, if I asked him, uh, like, if I said, Dad, what's the score of the Dolphin game? You know, we want to know. He would always give us the wrong score. You know, he'd be like, the Dolphins lost. And we'd be like, oh, God. And he'd do us, and he, that's how he was. He was a jokester. So he would take burgers from the back room. Back then, they were frozen. And he got pretty good without anyone watching of, uh, you know, slinging the burgers 30 feet from the back room, from the freezer to the grill. And he'd throw them, and he'd always tell people, if I miss, you get a free burger. But inevitably, they would, you know, come down at like a 45-degree angle after he tossed them, and they would skid on the grill and just stop perfectly. No one ever saw him miss until they moved back in like, you know, when they moved to Bird Road. They moved that grill back, and they saw like a bunch of old burgers back there. Now, I shouldn't say that, but it's true. And, then, you know, the thing is because, you know, they, with the health stuff, they weren't as on to it back then, you know. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, you know. somehow how Mayor started cracking down on Royal Castles. Yeah, that, yeah. Well, Mayor, I'm a friend of Bob's now, and he's great. But we've looked at all his old uh, footage, yeah. But, no, it, you know, we but after that you know of course but he never did burgers after that and uh he didn't like burgers for some reason although he sold them and he loved hot dogs he didn't want to do anything but hot dogs but the burgers sold well and they were great people still talk about them so some of the other locations like i said this is the, the main uh location you they moved around um westchester in 72 right. where you're currently at you've been there since 72. right they opened two spots in Cocoa beach Second one is the one that's still open. This is just something I just recently found out. Okay, can I, original, okay can I give it to you what it really is? It's it's very close. Well, okay, so we, we opened we opened Arbiters in, you know, it was like 71, 72. Opened in 72, but I think they got there in 71. And then, you know, they really were hit right away there, so they did, started doing well. And then they, then they he franchised it in 76. And we opened one in Tampa. Oh, are you going to get to that? Okay, <laughs> yeah. you're good. Okay. You want to talk about Cocoa Beach now? Cocoa Beach, yeah. In the 80s, I would say 1980, 81, uh, my parents moved up to Cocoa Beach. And they opened one in Cocoa Beach, two in Cocoa Beach. And then they opened Cocoa. They closed the two Cocoa Beaches. Then they opened in Cocoa. Cocoa was really successful. Then my uncle opened one in Cocoa Beach again. And then opened the one in Merritt Island. So we had one, two, three, four, five up there in Brevard County. Well, see that. I, I, yeah, I and the one you know there was two of them with uh, three of them with drive-throughs. It's pretty cool. And the one in Coco, I'll let you talk about that. But <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to mention it. Well, uh, so then, in, so in '76, I, I found out Ken Chivers was the guy who did actually the franchising for Lums. Started doing the franchising for. For our betters, yeah. And there were three package plans, by the way. I don't know if you know God, this. Do you have the pictures of that stuff? Yeah. I'm dying. 40, you probably 40, did. 43,000, 60,000, and 70,000. Yeah. You guys are abusers. I mean, back then. Back then, that's, <laughs> that's, I would say, could we time step by 10 now? I mean, is that, I mean, a house in Westwood Lake costs 42,076. And I thought it was now it's 420. The first franchise was, was sold February of 1977. You know where it was? Tampa. No. North Miami. Oh, no, the North Miami the by Memorial Eli. Castle, Eli. Do you have the guy's name? No, I do not have it. Okay, I know that for sure because. Former, former in the Forum or Royal Castle space, which I think you ran for. 12530 North East 6th Avenue. Mm -hmm. I ran it from 89, 90, 91, then I give it to my brother. Um, I did very well there. It, that place went out of business pretty, pretty bad. Uh, I'm not, you know, ripping Eli there, but uh, he was a hell of a nice guy. But, you know, 
you got to be a restaurateur. You know, you have to be a restaurateur yeah, or become of- one. You have to become one. That's why if I ever franchise again, and we'll get into that later, uh, so whoever it is, they're going to work at our betters for six months. Are these the prices for the fran- franchising now? <laughs> you know, <laughs> I tell you what, I mean, that's a lot of money. We could have been rich. I don't know what happened to that money. But that for, I can't imagine that much. In, in That's amazing that you found that. <laughs> I'm not surprised with you. You find everything. Um, so you opened, uh, like I said, the Cocoa Beach. You also had uh, some of the franchises we, we mentioned. There was Tampa. There was Hialeah. A lot right, of people right. know as Hialeah. Yeah, yeah. The reason I found out about the Hialeah, I, I saw a mention of the Dade County Youth Fair. Mm-hmm. And the franchisee from Hialeah was at the Dade County Youth Fair slinging a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah. Matter. Really? That's yeah. great. I worked that at that one. Me too. Yeah. yeah, I worked at that one. That one actually did open in the 70s. And, my, you know, my, my, my uncle and my dad sort of opened that together, and then they franchised it. And, uh, you know, we had, you know, Jeff Hill worked there as an old arbiters guy. We had, you know, my uncle worked there, and I worked there, my brother. I think that was right by that Westland, what is it, Westland Mall or something like that in Hialeah? Is that 43? I'm not sure where it was. Okay, okay. But it was like, uh, I think it was on 43rd, whatever that high. The the building's probably still there. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, no, it's still there. I drove by it the other day, actually. But I think it was 43rd or 49th. And I franchise and I open in that same location. But we're going to times that 40,000 times 10 (laughs) to today's money. So 400G. Another thing that you guys are known for is the free uh, baked beans the day after the Red Sox win the World Series. Yeah. Boston baked beans. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have people come in all the time. They're like, you need to add baked beans to the menu. And I'm like, well, then it's not the same when you give them out for free. <laughs> I think the Red Sox are going to win the whole thing this year. I mean, they're the best team, like, in the past 30 years. They've Their record's incredible. So we hope they win. It's great publicity for us, but we truly actually love giving these stupid beans out. And I, 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 we love it. But that's a big tradition for us. And my dad was always big on that. We gave them when the Celtics would win. When the Red Sox would win, uh, it's funny because when the Red Sox won in, in the in the uh, in the 2000s, uh, my dad had just died. He waited like 70 years, and then he died in the year the next year they win it. You know, oh, wow. it hurts. And we gave him away. It was a big party. It was incredible. We had, uh, you know, we had jugglers. We had. I mean, it was incredible. We had music. It was the biggest party, and we're always on TV. It's great. And I told one of the employees, I go, yeah, and the Celtics, when they win it, and the guy's like, you don't give them away when the Celtics win. And that was the first time. We, it was in 1974. Uh, we gave when the Celtics won. You got it. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse you know me. Many, you know how many cases he gave out of uh, beans? You know more about 20, this. Tw- 20 cases. Did he really? Yeah. God darn. Yeah. And you want to hear I don't one? know how he knows this. You want to know a really cr- cool quote. It says, when it comes to the Celtics and Red Sox, I put money secondary. Your dad said. Yeah, my sister told me that because she was like. Says, uh, we try to have a good time and have a little fun. That's actually what he said. That's a cool. That's a really cool thing because he really, I mean, he loved the Celtics so much that it wasn't about money. It was not about money. I mean, everything's about money, but this was not about money. Uh, yeah, we did get publicity, but he, he loved his, you know. My grandfather told us, my dad used to call him the Celtics, you know, mm-hmm. when he was a little kid. Uh, and, uh, and you know, and, and he loved the Red Sox, he loved the Celtics, but we never did love the Patriots. because <laughs> <laughs> well, you were know. a Dolphin. We're a Dolphin, yeah, because there was no baseball or basketball down here. But uh, we were Red Sox, true Red Sox fans and true Celtic fans growing and up. What about... The other, the other thing you're, you're definitely known for is the free refills. This week only, of course. Yeah, this yeah. Week this week forever. Week forever, yeah, yeah. When you say, I love Larry Bird or Bob Cousy. My parents, my, first of all, my dad's the biggest Bob Cousy fan ever. We named our first dog in the 60s Cousy. 
So, you know, we love Bob Cousy, but now... Well, I think you should probably tell everyone who Bob Cousy is. Okay, yeah, no one knows, yeah. Bob Cousy was... <laughs> I really don't even know. Okay, yeah, yeah, I forgot that you're not a huge sports fan. But Cousy was basically... Um, I'm trying to think of a, of a great player now. I guess he was the LeBron of his day, but he was like... Uh, he was just a... I don't know. He was probably like not even six foot, and he was really nifty with the basketball. He was a basketball guard for the Celtics, and they won like ten championships. and And he was just a great guard. And my dad really loved him. It was a when I say guard, it was like the position guard. So he was a short guy, but he could really pass the ball well. And then came Larry Bird in 1980, and I was at his first game. Me and my dad went to the game in in Boston. And my parents, you know, most people take vacations. They'll go to the Caribbean. They'll do something normal. My parents. Went on, they, ne they never used to go on vacation, but they went on one vacation in like 1984. They drove up to French Lick, Indiana, and they basically stalked Larry Bird. They watched them mow his lawn, and that's what, that's what their vacation was. They were insane. They truly loved, this is no joke. They, this wasn't like a marketing scheme. They love Larry Bird, and our family love Larry Bird for some reason. So, I don't know, I hope I get, he's got a lot of karma from us. I want him to get in here. Come on, Larry. Uh, so we were talking about Cocoa Beach. Right. So did you all, all of you move to Cocoa Beach? Is that what it was? Yeah, we all moved to Cocoa Beach. and Because uh, you, then you opened, you and, and Ronnie opened Flaminia's yeah. uh, uh, Italian Kitchen, which I, I should post a picture of, of you uh, there uh, toasting. This is the funniest thing. And, and it was, I guess, in a place called Tio Pepe's is what I read. Yeah. You opened in 1987. Right. Um, I guess that was around the time the Celtics were winning. Right. Right. And do you know what you guys gave out if the Celtics won? I don't. I don't remember. What a we complimentary gave glass of wine. That, really? <laughs> yeah. God, I don't remember this. <laughs> Probably because you're not too into it. <laughs> That's incredible. That's amazing. And, and this is the funniest thing because I read this and I was like, I have to hear about this. Arthur Paletti. That's my uncle. Singing waiter. Stage name Rotoro. Arturo, my uncle, I swear to you, my uncle was the funniest man I've ever met in my entire life. I, you just talk to him and you start laughing because he was so off the wall. <clears throat> He's the only guy that I know in the history of television who actually pulled about a six-foot banana out of his pants. He was on this show called Karaoke Showcase in 80, I don't know, it must have been 90, maybe 90, 89, 90. It was before reality TV struck and they had this show and my uncle was an avid singer and he actually had a pretty good voice he could sort of mimic you know uh, Frank Sinatra and um, but he we used to sing in my restaurant as a singing waiter and but he got on the show karaoke showcase and he and he sang the banana boat song you know uh, Deo Deo and he, and he somehow had stuffed this like giant banana in his pants and he pulled it out on national TV so he was he was a character and he was hilarious but he sang in our restaurant and uh he would he was actually a singing waiter he didn't get the waiter part down because he would <laughs> he had this little karaoke machine he'd go to the table and he'd start singing and people were like like freaked out you yeah. know and and then during the you know the musical interlude he would put the karaoke machine right on the table and everyone would be aghast and freaking out and he'd go get their breadsticks and stuff but he'd always somehow screw up the you know the, he'd deliver like the, you know cheesecake to someone who didn't order it it was a but he cared about the singing that's what he cared about <laughs> yeah i also read that uh uh, Los Angeles Dodgers coach Tommy Lasorda actually there. <clears throat> Lasorda came in one night out of the blue. I mean, just all of a sudden comes in, eats, you know, and then he comes back, and me and my brother are avid sports fans, 
and Lasorda was great. He looked at us and he goes, uh, he goes, you boys Italian? And we looked at him, we're like, well, we're half Italian. And he goes, half a loaf's better than none. <laughs> so he, you know, it was pretty funny. And we had a lot of famous people come in there. Uh, it was a real hole in the wall, like really bad. But it was that same Arbetters thing. We, we sort of developed a following. Uh, Kelly Slater, the f- famous surfer, you know, if you ever heard of him. He, he, you know, they interviewed him in Hollywood and they asked him, what's your favorite restaurant in the world? And he said, Flaminia's. Did he really? Yeah, he really did. We had a lot, we had, we had a following, um, you know, similar to Arbiter's because we had that same feel, you know, the same sort of, you know, quirky personality that we have. And, we, you know, uh, we developed that there and the food was great. It was my mom's recipes. And my mom actually taught me to cook. Like, you know, she, she, it was like a school. I went up to her apartment and I go, hi mom, you know, we're gonna have some, she's like, she was like mean, you know, she'd be like, you get it right now, you put your apron on, we're gonna start cooking, you know, and you know, if I put the wrong amount in, she'd scream at me, you know, she was the greatest person ever, but she was tough when it came to cooking. And so I learned how to cook Italian food from her, which is to me like going to the Culinary Institute. I have to talk to Chef Richard Hales about it because <laughs> I feel like I've been taught by the best, you know? So, but yeah. Well, maybe you can teach him something. Well, oh, yeah. Ooh. Richard, you heard that? Hey, hey, I, I want to talk about Richard Hales because I love the interview you guys had. And then when you guys started talking about... He's uh, all right. Uh, I, I, well, I, he probably thinks I'm a stalker because he came into the restaurant. I was like, I want your picture. I want your picture with me. Yeah, that was kind of creepy. Yeah, that was creepy. <laughs> and, 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 you're, and you're so not into that. Like, Seth, you, you've never asked anyone for their picture in your life, have you? No, no, so, no, no. You're not into that. And so, and he looks at me and he's like, yeah, man, uh, you know, just give me a break. Yeah, I think but Richard I put it up. His hands right after. <laughs> but I loved I, I loved his story on the uh, the food truck because he he talked about losing money on his food truck and I, I just lost thirty thousand on my food truck. Yeah, that was. Uh, I got yeah. I got to start listening to you, Seth. Yeah. Well. <laughs> uh, so then, at some point, I, and and I'm, you're going to have to tell me because this is actually where you disappear. Yeah. Uh, well, not disappear, but you moved to Texas. I moved out. We moved out to Oregon actually first in Texas and. Uh, you know, I had a pretty successful business out there, I, like an optics business, and uh, I just, you know, was letting my sister run the place, and she did a, you know, she did a, a honorable job, but it wasn't, you know, I love her, but it wasn't my to my standards, you know, of what I want. Um, not that I'm so great, but I'm sort of like a hard ass, and you know, I just want things just a certain way. So, you know, we've since I've been back, you know, two years, we've doubled business, and uh, you know, hopefully we're gonna get. Have you been back two years? Well, it's been. I, I, I've lived here a full, I've been back a full like year and a quarter, but I've been, I came back like two years ago for four months. And then I, you know, I, my heart and soul was back two years ago and I moved back. I think back. that's when we met, when you came back first. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I called you before, so I mean, we met about a year and a half ago because we were talking on the phone. And uh, you were calling me late at night. I was stalking you. <laughs> I was stalking you too. I was a big fan of yours before you knew me. And uh, so you had a talk show you've got to bring up, the yeah. David Arbetter Show. Can I do my opening? Which, by, by the way, you can, but it was, uh, this was, uh, which I, I like the tag, oh, yeah. some shows are good, but we are better. We are better, <laughs> yeah. I used, to, I used to call it, uh, I interviewed a lot of famous people, which I know, you know, stuff could care less about that too. <laughs> but uh, I used to call it, you know, I'd say, uh, you know, uh, you know, you know, it's a two-bit radio show. You know, it's a little two-bit radio show. We had 100,000 listeners. Uh, I built it up pretty nice. We had it for two years. And uh, But uh, can I do my opening? 
Yeah, go for it. Okay. Welcome to the Dave Arbiter Show, Houston's most outrageous talk radio show. We're not politically correct. No, ho, ho, just real talk for real folks, building over a million listeners, one person at a time. Hey, Houston, I'm Dave. Thanks for asking. So, uh... That's almost kind of the way you, you call the, the Jumbo Hot Talk. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead, call, call the Jumbo Hot Talk. Jumbo! <laughs> I get excited, yeah. Or the monster, you know. Or, or as, as, as Seth calls it, we call it El Gigante. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, it, it, you know, we, we like to have fun. Uh, you know, the radio show was a blast, and... Uh, you know, we, I, I love golf, so we did a lot of golf stuff. And uh, I was going to say, is there some footage of you talking to Ricky Fowler where you were schmoozing up to him? Oh, was it? Was your favorite? He was my favorite. It was a good interview, though. <laughs> your favorite because he was on, or because he really was your favorite? No, he's my favorite. I'm really honest. <laughs> I was like, I think he's just saying that. No, no, it was unbelievable. <laughs> that guy's the nicest guy, Ricky Fowler. I swear. And uh, you know, I got to, uh, I got, I got press passes to everything. So I was on the course. This is a big tournament, the Houston Open, and there is the CBS on, you know, doing it, and there is. All the you know the guys you see on TV, and then there's Dave Arbetter on the course with a iPhone plug with a speak with the uh, a microphone plugged into an iPhone, and I'm interviewing the guys on that. You're not supposed to do this, but I'm interviewing them on the course, and you know it's unbelievable. You know, so I walked you know all 18 with Ricky and uh, and uh, Rory McIlroy. And it was, you know, big time. And then, you know, got to interview everybody after. And there would be CNN, you know, uh, all these different things there. So it was pretty cool. It was, uh, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it, you know. This is how I feel. I, I listened to a full episode. Okay. And I want to paraphrase a, a quote from Tony Clifton. Okay. You know who Tony Clifton is? No, I don't. Okay. I don't remember him. Which one well, is it? I'm going to make everyone Google who Tony Clifton is. Okay. Is I need to hear another episode like I need a shotgun blast to the face. Oh, did someone write that? <laughs> <laughs> no, his phrase was like, I need to hear that. <laughs> I need that like I need a shotgun blast to the face. Well, I, I, listen, you know, you never, you're never going to please anybody. You're never going to please everybody. But we had, I mean, we had 100,000 listeners. We had a lot Even of fun. my dogs fall asleep listening to it. Well, what, what, which, episode did, which episode did you listen to? You're teasing me. You're busting my balls. I told you he was going to bust my balls. The best, I, you know what? I, what you, I love is so, so you know the, everything's out there. People put footage yeah, yeah, out. Yeah, of course, yeah. I search through your Facebook. Yeah. I also wish I could erase from my memory. Which one? You doing karaoke? Oh god, that's the move. Oh god. Well, yeah. <laughs> that was me and my wife. <laughs> these parachute shorts that you were wearing. Oh god, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, listen, you got to get out there, man. <laughs> you know, you, there's there, listen. I got one though. Me and my wife did one of those. Uh, it was bust the move, and we did. We put on, and someone said. Uh, you're so white, you're transparent, the way I danced. <laughs> yeah, that, it was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I cannot dance. So. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's on YouTube in case anyone... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go look at it. Go ahead. <laughs> Go ahead, man. I love it. So now that kind of catches us up. You just got back here two years. Uh, one of the things noticeably that you did, um, you kind of changed a few menu items. You, you like, proofed up the place. What I like is that you didn't did, do a complete overhaul. You just right. cleaned up, shined everything up. Yeah. Um, now you're going to donate a sign to me, which I love. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a sign. I mean, we've put... You're I, getting a sign. You're getting a sign. I put a lot of money into the place. You know, we've put 300 grand into the place. But you couldn't tell. Like, you'd come in and we... I, I, I always say what I wanted to do was like, you know, you get a 64 Impala and it's all rusted out and then you fix it up, right? You make it really nice. But you wanted to r retain the old beauty uh, upon which that, you know, you you built the thing you love the thing but you don't want to make it like completely modern i don't want to do that with our betters i want to i want it to be recognizable but i put in little hints of modern modern stuff we're going to put a new counter in every single thing i've done everyone said do not do 
And then when I do it, people are like, oh, that's great. Yeah, you, you have can, that awesome, the great picture of the old Art Vedder statement. Yeah, yeah. I, well, you know, everything I've done, I've done out of, with humility. You know, you have to be humble. I always say, you know, either be humble or get humbled. So, you know, it's just one of those things. You, you, you got to improve. Even if you're in an old place, everyone's like, keep it exactly the same. But really, you have to move forward, I think. You know, you got to push for it. We've tripled our menu, but we've kept, we'll never change what got us here. The original, you know, the original hot dogs, the original, obviously, I'll never change the chili. We'll never change the hot dogs. But we've added, you know, an all beef bread, natural casing. And you decided to stop using wholesome bread. Well, wholesome went out of business. <laughs> wholesome, I love wholesome. But we, you know, we use the same, wholesome was bought out by, uh, by, um, What's it? Yeah, forget it. You know, but it's the same company, Dave. Same bread recipe. But I, you know too much. <laughs> I just remember seeing. Now, I know why you're successful. Wholesome, the wholesome stuff when I used to come in. Oh uh, yeah. I stacked all there on the left. Well, we had those little wholesome boxes, and I, I, I want to get those back. Yeah. I want to get those back because I love, I love retro. And and so, bringing up to date, you guys have never really had competition in in Miami per se. There's been places here and there. Um, I know Pincho Factory down the street carried hot dogs, but now they hate their fans, so they're not doing hot dogs. Yeah, they're anymore. not doing hot dogs anymore. And so um, now you have a Nathan's, which I thought it was absolutely nuts that Nathan's mm. would actually even—I uh, wouldn't say use the word dare, but I think that might be dare <coughs> open right down the, the street from you because I think that that's going to be a tough sell for them to try and build a fan base where you guys have been, you know. Well, you know, we've a landmark for 40 some years. We've been part of Westchester, I, I like to say six years, you know, because even, even, yeah, I mean, beautiful Westchester, beautiful Westchester, <laughs> Westchester, Miami. When, you know, Westchester was not Westchester, it was, you know, just the, you know, over Coral Way, there was a shopping center called Westchester. <laughs> but, <clears throat> excuse me, nonetheless, <clears throat> you know, we, we've had competition, but not, <clears throat> I wouldn't say like a big chain like that has come in. But, I'm extremely competitive, you know, I really am. So that just cranks me up. And I love that they're there because I want to compete. I don't wish them bad. I wish us well is well, the best way to put it. The, the truth of the matter is that what's probably going to happen is just you're going to become like, this is going to become a hotbed for hot dogs. Yeah. That street. Yeah. So I wanted to announce something publicly that I'm going to be opening my own hot dog place <laughs> down the street. It's going to be called Way Better's. It's going to be way better than what's down the street. I hope you don't mind. I just wanted to announce it right here. Seth, you could do anything, and we're gonna we're gonna back you up. But uh, no, Keep that's so funny. Opening. Yeah, yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll be there. I'll be at your grand opening. Yeah, I really will. And I know you already have the recipe for the hot sauce. I got the hot relish recipe. Yeah. I've got some of the chili. Yeah, <laughs> you got close, right? You're you're working on it. Um, but yeah. You know, speaking of Nathan's, did you know that Nathan's? I, I think the last one was kind of in North Miami in the in the early '80s. But prior to that, there was a full Nathan's, and it replaced Umbrella. And, and I'm bringing up Umbrella because Umbrella's uh, a new version of Umbrella's opening, which is like a food hall. It's Miami's original food hall. It opened in the early '70s, and it's reopening. And the original location, Umbrella, was replaced by a Nathan's. I was. I'm the biggest Umbrella fan. <laughs> I went to Umbrella probably a hundred times. It wasn't. It didn't seem like it was open that long. I'm going to say five years, maybe. Yeah, maybe five, five or six years. And Steve, who's who's opening the Umbrella down here. Uh, his parents owned three of the restaurants inside of the original Umbrella. Yeah, because yeah, for people who don't know, the Umbrella concept was like, it was, you called it, it was a food hall before there were food halls, and that's a big thing now, but they had what? They had like 
and it, like it was like six. I think. They call it like Chinese food back then. They probably call it like an Asian, you know, yeah. mix. But they, they had they had like six. You know, they had were they Mexican. Really not, they food. weren't that politically correct. <laughs> no, no, not not then. But I'm just saying now it'll be. But they had Chinese. They had like uh, they had like what would be called like American food. They had Italian food, right? Mexican, and it was you'd go there and you could get anything you want. It was the greatest. I loved it. It's really good food back then, and I'm sure it'll be good now. But it was over by. The UM, right by the baseball stadium, it right? It says it was on US, US 1 and Red Road. Okay, 57. Okay. Yeah. So, um, and then after that, there was a Nathan's there. There was a Nathan's. And I remember and that vaguely. Something yeah. crazy I read about that Nathan's? What? It had frog legs on the menu. Really? Yeah. I like frog legs. I can't believe they did that, though. They would never do that now. So, I got a question for you. Is it true yeah. nobody outworks David Arbetter? Yeah, maybe babies, little babies. <laughs> yeah. No, no one outworks me because that's the one thing I can control. I'll work you know 20 hours a day if I have to so that's what they're going to have to compete with I mean they're going to have to compete with the guy who's willing to work non-stop you know and, that, and that's the thing but I always joke about that but I, you know uh, here's my joke I'll call Seth I'll be like Seth uh, hold on man I, I get him on the phone I go no one works me Seth and I'll go you know honey uh, order an extra, some extra vodka in that daiquiri <laughs> Uh, here's my chance to publicly thank you for the seat. You have the official seat of Burger Beast there, where I always like to sit, which is right in the middle of the action. In other words, in the middle, of, I'm in the middle of everyone's way, yeah. uh, where everyone's passing the drinks over, yeah. or they're getting yeah, yeah. the hot dogs. Yeah. Like the I get like a bunch of chili fries passed over my shoulder while I'm sitting there. <laughs> well, it was our honor to put you there, and thank you for accepting the uh, you know the seat there. Uh, that's where you always sat, uh, and we want the Beast cam. So we want it like when Burger Beast sits down, the cam automatically goes on and you could see him on on his Instagram you know get a feed going so we could see the beast when he's in action and, there. and officially my last uh, probably I'd say at the end of next month will be the last time I'll be able to seat, sit there once Nathan's opens up I got the Na the Burger Beast couch at the Nathan's location oh my god because <laughs> uh, I got to tell everybody so beast is like yeah I got, I'm putting a couch they're putting a couch in for me at Nathan's I'm like dude <laughs> I will turn this whole restaurant into the Burger Beast shrine. No one out Burger Beast, Dave Arbetter. Nobody. But speaking about, yeah. you, know, you know, we've become pretty good friends over the last couple of years. Yeah. We're doing a pop-up together yeah. at, at Arbetter's yeah. uh, Friday, September 21st yeah. from 9, 9 p.m. to midnight. midnight. I'm, we're, I'm, I think it's going to be actually crazy. You guys are going to be doing your thing. We're going to be doing my Mighty Fine Burgers. Mighty Fine Burgers, which I swear to you, <laughs> your burgers are the best burgers pretty much I've ever had in my life. They're incredible. Uh, Mojo Donuts that is, is going to be there. That is not a paid ad, by the way. No, no. <laughs> it isn't. I love your burgers. I swear to you, they're great. You're going to love them. And, uh, you know, we have our food. We have Mighty Fine Burgers, your, your great Burger Beast Burgers. Uh, Mojo Donuts is there. And Pastelito Papi. Yeah, the, I, I haven't had that yet, but I want to try that. Yeah, you know, uh, Jimmy uh, owns Mojo Donuts, and I went to school together, so Jimmy and I known each other forever. And I love Mojo Donuts. And Pastelito yeah, Papi, nice who he works, he's one of the chefs over at Ariette, and yeah. he does these crazy... Like oxtail, Frida Cubana, peanut butter and jelly. Yeah, are Pasta they great? Windows. They're yeah, great. They're huh? gigantic. They're oh, like a man. meal in itself. That's that's I'm exciting. To have, and it's for people to be able to try it, you know. And you know, this is actually the I would say the first. Now I would say this is the first event I've ever done in Westchester. Really? You know, I grew up in Westchester, and um, my family moved there in '75 from New York, and and this is the first time I've actually ever done an event. So it's awesome. Dude, that's exciting. There. I didn't know that. And that's it'll great. Be, it'll be an art event. And it's technically that's Frankie's turned me down. No, I'm just <laughs> Um, uh, uh, yeah. Nathan said no. 
<laughs> but you know something? We're technically in Westchester, too, because yes. right across the street is not yeah. Westchester. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, it is, but it isn't, you know. We don't want to break some people's hearts. Oh, I know. <laughs> so, uh, we'll be nice about that. But we are technically in Westchester. Now, that's going to be a great event. I'm really excited. My wife's going to be there. You know, we'll be working. And, uh, you know, I think it's going to be a, a big event. I really do. I hope a bunch of people show up and you can't keep up. No, I'm just <laughs> yeah. that's, yeah. that's one of the things I love about our betters. You know, you go to these places to eat, and it takes you know forever to get your food and you're like when the person in front of you is taking forever to make it and you're like you motherfucker make up oh, your dude, mind uh, yeah I'm, I'm gonna kill you if you don't make it and then at our betters it doesn't matter because you guys go so quick well just like a machine getting yeah. the dogs out the fries out you know we feel like we're the true fast food you know <laughs> i don't the speed that we have i you know that's uh, is important to us so i don't want to ever screw that up because a lot of times like you said you'll be in line uh you know you'll be getting chicken somewhere and then the guys in front is like you know i want to i want um you know i want the breast no 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 i want the bre-, you know it's like make up your mind man i'm hungry you guys used to have a KFC right there, right? Wasn't there a KFC uh, like a couple shops over? Before? Well, uh, yeah, there used to be a KFC on Bird Road. That's right. Like a couple shops over. Yeah. yeah. To, I was like, the other day I was counting, I was like, man, there was like five KFCs at one time. There was a KFC right there down, was down like the road. five Burger Kings. Yeah. There was like five McDonald's. The Burger King on the Burger King, I think on ninety seven. Why aren't there two R betters in Westchester? Well, we're working on it, and we're working on. I mean, I just want to get this R better so busy where it's just like, you know, people are just crammed in there, you know. I I think a hot dog place should just be mobbed. And we, you know, I said we've doubled business, we've almost tripled business. So I wanna I wanna double again. Um, I'm greedy that way. It's not so much a money thing. It's just a, I want. It's so very fun. The, the baked beans. Well, you know, well, yeah, those big beans are not cheap. They're not cheap, you know. So yeah, but I mean, I, I it's exciting when you get a hot dog place and it's busy. You know, it's a busy thing. It's fun. It's fun, and that's what it should be. But yeah, there was KFCs, but there's a, uh, a, a Burger King down the road on 97th. Was that one of the first five Burger Kings? No, no it wasn't. It was not, no. But I ate at that Burger King my entire life. So I would say I started eating there in probably 68 something like that and I was always together with my mom and I was like a mama's boy and I would be like no mommy I I want it extra hot (laughs) and she'd tell them to make it extra hot I I didn't know what they did but they stuck it in the microwave you know (laughs) and it would come out steaming hot man it was great because you, you guys lived like down off of 109th, right? Yeah, we lived, uh, yeah, 4221 Southwest on your ninth court. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember all your addresses, you, you guys? I mean, you know, all your phone numbers back then? No, but I know you lived off. And, and actually, that corner had a Burger Castle and a, right? Royal Castle, Royal yeah, Castle and a, and a, and a on 107th. Castle and like across from each other. Yeah, it was a Royal Castle on 107th. Right. Right? Yeah. And then you'd go down the road and that was Concord Plaza. And there used to be a Tyler's there. Remember Tyler's? Yeah. Well, you I heard of it. You heard of it. Yeah, you've heard of it. Heard of it. Heard of it. And there was this little donut shop in there that made great donuts back then. You know, we'd go, you know, every Sunday. You know, back then, there wasn't many restaurants, so it was a big deal. When you went out to eat back then, it was like, hey, yeah, we're going out to eat. I, I don't think that Burger Castle was there too long. It was where the gas station is next to the pizza. On the right side, on the right. on the north side. Right, where the where the Pizza Hut is standing. That's the right. Gas station. That used to be a Burger Castle. That used to be a Burger Castle, and then, you know, there's a... Uh, there's a uh, What's the place on the corner there, the the little burger place? That, the checkers? Yeah, there's a Checkers there. I know the guy. Uh, that used to be Rally's, I remember. No, was, was it really? It was Rally's. This guy, well, they're the same company. This but, guy, yeah. Gino, uh, is a friend of mine, and he opened that one. He was the original guy who opened that one on that corner there. But yeah, but back in the old days, there was that Burger Castle, which I used to go to. I remember going there. We'd ride our bikes there. It was pretty good. It was pretty good. you know. You know but Burger King and Royal Castle, I love. You know. you know, the guy who founded Burger Castle was the first franchisee for Burger King. 
Really? Yeah. And then what happened? I would tell you more, but I can't. <laughs> you know why? Why? Because, because I have a book coming out. You got a book? Oh, yeah. The, 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 I can't wait for it. People got to get my book. Uh, I'm going to buy the book. I'm, I'm going to give all this information. You're going to get an autographed <laughs> picture up at Orbiters one day or not? Huh? No, you won't no. do it. You'll never do that. Why? You'll never do that. Okay. An autographed cover of the book, maybe. <laughs> really? All right. I'll put the book up and people could come in yeah. and read it and turn I'll the picture. I'll sign it to your sister and I'll see you. <laughs> Thank you. The one who took down, she took down Burger Beast. Remember that. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. But yeah. So, so what's, the, what's the future hold for Orbiters? Well, you know, I mean, we want to get this, you know, we'd like to not quite double, but almost double it again. You know, we're very, very busy. We're busy like we were in the 70s right now. So it's it's absolutely booming. Uh, I want to double it, close to double it. I mean, you know, we're, we're 700 square feet in there, 800 square foot at the most. So that's including everything. So Well, it's scary sometimes. Like, I parked there. I'm like, holy, I'm not stepping foot. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's yeah. lying almost out the door. Well, that's and it. then it's gone. Like, it, it's instantly gone. I we, like, wait. Yeah. We, we got 40 seats, 20 in, 20 out. And uh, But, you know, I want to get it really, really, you know, even busier. We're, we're talking about adding, like, you know, a, a little burger there, like a nice little burger. Although, oh, might, might that be why you have a flat top? All well, around? yeah, I got the flat top grill, which we're grilling. We're grilling. Uh, we've tripled our menu, but we've kept the old stuff the same. But we've added, like I mentioned earlier, we added a sabret natural casing. You which know, is great. which is great. And you know, but some people don't like the natural casing, so you have the other dog. But we have, a, we also have a, a you know, a jumbo dog. We have a monster dog, which is you know. So the guy told me my 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 sign guy. Um, Chang, his name is, but he's a Cuban guy. And I walk in there one day, and he was real serious. And he and he goes, "Listen, buddy," he goes, "You know, he goes, you know, you've been away for a few years." And I go, "Well, you know, I'm from here. I was, you know, I've spent, you know, most of my life here." And he goes, uh, "You know, I'm born and raised right here." And he goes, "Like, well, yeah, but he goes, look, man, you don't really know Cubans the way, you know, I'm Cuban, you know, you don't know." So I like, "What are you talking about?" He goes, "You need a bigger dog." I go, "We have the jumbo." He goes, well, look, man, Cubans want the biggest dog. You know, I'm like, <laughs> really? Okay. So he goes, you should get the big. So I go, all right. So I called up and we got supposedly the biggest dog in the U.S. I always say street legal. That that stops someone calling me. <laughs> that stops someone calling me up and's like, you know, we're gonna sue you, you bastard. No, it, it's it's a monster dog. It, it's a half pound. Really, like you know, thirteen-inch dog. That's such a, a good. I think you should put that at street legal. I think. I do. I have it on there. It's about to go up. It's going up tomorrow on the sign. I've got the sign already made. But yeah, so you know, and I always put in the quote street legal because you know there. Yeah, there's look. No matter what, we've looked over and, and supposedly there's a dog in Hawaii. That's why I say you know the contiguous U.S. that is street legal. So, but yeah. Came after a porn film. Well, that my, my, uh, my you know, I call Celeste my daughter, but she was talking about. You know, she called it the divorce maker, you know, or the way. You know. So we were going to put that up, but somehow we ended up with just a monster. I know we we're sort of wimps. <laughs> we're, you probably would have put, you know, have the balls to put up something good, you know. But yeah, we call it the Miami monster, though, you know. So, but yeah, so yeah, and then we're but we're just, you know, we're working hard. Uh, you know, the, you know, our health inspection has just been incredible. You know, we like basically had one, you know, one single infraction that wasn't even food related. The place is spotless. Um, we work hard, you know, I've made, you know, I've spent, you know, forty, fifty thousand dollars on shirts and swag we've been given out. And yeah, there's you know, a shirt with my logo on it that I never even saw. You never even got, did you? Yeah. Well, you know, fifteen ninety nine. Yeah, we got to get the beast one. We got the beast one. But yeah, you know, we're putting up a new counter soon. But I've kept everything the same. We've kept the look retro. But I do. We put some modern stuff up. I just put another little TV up with our 
with, you know, with our new, a lot of our new products and old products that are pictures of them so you could see it. Um, you know, I took a lot of pride in it. You know, I just try to work. No one outworks me. No one outworks me. One last thing before yeah. we go. Just to give everyone a heads up, next July 4th, what's going to be happening at Arbenders? We're going to do, and hopefully we'll do it every July 4th, and I, I, we're going to do a, a chili dog eating contest. Now listen, so Nathan's is down the road. They got their... To me, that's BS. I don't like that contest because you see the guys, and you know these are the champions. I know, you know Joey Chestnut or whatever, and they dip the stuff in the water. It's disgusting. It's, 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 I'm, I'm going to make a chili dog like we make for everybody, and they're going to sit down and they're going to eat it. And at the end of you know a half hour, or twenty minutes, whatever it is, a half hour. Well, okay, <laughs> we'll, we'll give them twenty minutes. But what it's going to be? Are you going to have an ambulance on? Us? <laughs> it's it's. Let me just finish. It's going to be you know where you sit down and eat the chili dog. So at the end of it, uh, Ed Velasco is the last guy. We had it. We had this in in the seventies. Um, I, I haven't talked with Ed yet, but I want to bring him in. He's the guy who won it last time, and I think he's. I'm pretty sure he had eighteen chili dogs. He's got to be the ref. He's got to be the ref. Uh, yeah. And this guy is the greatest guy you ever met. He's, he went to Southwest. He's super talented. a lot of great guys that you've ever met. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but this is going to be an incredible, incredible event. I mean, and I want to build this. It's not even, a, again, it's not about money. But this is, I, w- I want a chili dog eating contest or hot dog eating contest where the people are dipping in water. Does that gross anybody out like it, it does, does me? It does gross me out. Yeah, so... But yeah, so I'm excited about that, and uh, we're just gonna we're gonna keep working hard, and hopefully we're gonna outwork everybody, and you know, and we're just gonna keep doing the best we can. We love Westchester, you know. Don't forget, we've been there six years, and you know, when when we have hurricanes and stuff like that, there's been many times we just given free food away for two or three days, and you know that's important to us because what's important is our community to us. So you know, I, I, hopefully we'll be here forever. Someone apparently is running for mayor. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not political, man. I'm not. But I. I just love it. You know. I. When you love it, you. You. you let it. Let it be known. Are <laughs> better for commissioner. <laughs> <laughs> you know something? I'm so not the political guy. But uh, you can't even do politics anymore. By the way, just so you know, I'm no. I would get, politi- get in trouble, so I can't. Yeah. You know. You could. Are you kidding me, <laughs> Seth Gonzalez? You would be. You know something? I'd vote for you though. I really would. I'm sure some people would vote just to see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, I guarantee you, there'd be like, uh, I don't know, but it'd be fun. There'd be parties. You'd have the croqueta palooza somewhere. But yeah. Yeah, I'd be like uh, like you guys do with baked beans and croquetas for everybody on the day. Yeah, 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 on the day you win. Would you do croquetas or you do burgers? You do burgers. You do both. Yeah, well, I'm voting for this guy, man. Well, Dave, thanks so much for being on. Uh, it's been a blast, as always, uh, talking with you. Um, want to thank, uh, you got any last words? You want to say anything? No, just, uh, man, just going to keep working hard and, uh, and you know, love you, Westchester. Uh, never give the shout out to him. I want to thank Danny, who uh, does the intro for my podcast, and Phantom Drive, who's music, if you were wondering who they are. And my bud Jason from Babe Froman, who's our engineer here in house. So they won. You. They won Wiener Bash. <laughs> and they won Wiener Bash. Yeah, and they're great. You see what happens? You great people. Bash, you get to work with me. I know, I know. <laughs> dude. I, I wanted to win, but no, they deserved it. They really did. So, so all right, guys. See you next episode. Bye.